listeners, and welcome back to the Skylight Books podcast. We're doing another episode of Better Than the Movie, the show where we discuss uh, books and their movie adaptations. I am your co-host, Justin Reamer. I am Alan Trailer, And I'm Tyler Austin. And today we are talking about Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. Mm-hmm. A book by Judy Bloom, a film written and directed by Kelly Freeman Craig. Um... Which, uh, when we came up with this, we were hoping it would still be in theaters by the time the podcast is out. Um, and for some blasted reason, uh, <laughs> it's not showing in theaters this weekend. Um, Blame Fast 10. Yeah. For, um... <laughs> for running it off the proverbial road. That's right. Um... Because, yeah, that's what moms want to see on Mother's Day weekend is Mm -hmm. Fast 10 or uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 again. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Why would they want to see a lovely story about a girl coming of age? Yeah, they already went through it. You know, they need to see that. And her mother mother (laughs) kind of coping with it. Possibly Um, with their own teenage daughters. I mean, for me, like for my theatrical experience, you could also watch Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret, and hear Guardians of the Galaxy through the wall. Both walls. On each side. So really, I got both. Best of both worlds, really, if you ask me. Um, So yeah, so quite often with better than the movie we judge uh the quality of both things and decide which is better um i think uh you know headline i think we enjoyed both pretty well and it'll be a nice uh, calm conversation instead of the sisters brothers which got a little heated sure there's still some scratch marks on each other's faces i can see we've Um, all pretty much healed up i think it's been a month (laughs) so it's fine yeah (laughs) um but i i wanted to start off this episode by chatting about coming of age stories both books and movies any that we love any that we want to give big ups to well Uh, you know first off you got to go with catcher in the rye I've heard of it. Uh, I yeah. was a very angry young man growing up, and I <laughs> got that book, and I was like, oh, someone understands me. <laughs> and I definitely thought people were phony for many years. I am, of course, different now. I keep it inside. <laughs> I don't actually say the word phony anymore. But yeah, very, very important to me growing up. I really, really love that book. Um, I wasn't a big fan of Goonies, which is like the go-to coming-of-age movie, but I love me some Monster Squad, which is like... <laughs> <laughs> Which that's is, the most on round. I know, right? Alan TM. I've yeah, ever Wolfman's got Nards, man. Monster what more? Rules. It I, does rule. Get, yeah. get some pals together and yeah. hunt, hunt some. Uh, you know, hunt a Dracula. You know, a Dracula, a Frankenstein, <laughs> and, a, and a Wolfman. You know, a mummy with your buds. I think that's the four, right? Those are yeah. the four in the squad. Yeah. And that yeah. that was written by uh, Shane Black, right? And Fred. Decker, Drecker, Decker. Oh right! Decker, right. Wow, his buddy. Yeah. So it teamed up the Night of the Creeps guy with the Lethal Weapon guy. Lethal, yeah, yeah. For some glorious good times. Hell yeah. Um, Tyler. Uh, I mean, I, the one I guess that comes to mind that I remember as a kid reading is like a coming of age thing I, that I always enjoyed was Holes. Oh, Holes is pretty good. Yeah, Holes is good and a good movie. Honestly, yeah, and they kind of really did a good job of sort of capturing the mo- you know the book and the movie. Uh, yeah, that's a great one. I don't know. I just really I like that. It's like a very well structured. You yeah. have like your your flashbacks. There's like I a think lot I was of a little there. too old for holes when it came because I was working at a movie theater when that came out. Oh, I was. So in, I do um, remember watching. I was it, in third yeah. grade. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's cool. I actually don't know if that's true. That's probably. I think I was. <laughs> I don't think that yeah, can't be true. Well, I hope you're to God old. that's not true. You're pretty old. Oh, Jesus. Damn. Damn. You're, you're an old man. You've come of age. <laughs> I certainly have. Uh, well, <laughs> ah, okay, that's true. No, just physically. Let's yeah, be clear. I agree here. I don't know if that counts. <laughs> uh, uh, no, yeah. So, I, Holes was great. That's really good. Um, I mean, we did both just send each other pictures of our George Romero 4K discs that we received in the mail yesterday. Mm, so. Yeah. so, we're both ha- adults. Have we really become adults? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I think in a, a being an adult is spending money on something you shouldn't. So I think that's <laughs> a classic will bring you example. Joy. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Important. Kids don't do that at all. That's really. And if you think <laughs> they're about very it, responsible. Well, kids. yeah. They, yeah. <laughs> they don't. They get like allowances. They don't get to. They yeah, don't yeah, get yeah. to spend it. Earn on their money things. and spend. And if you think about it, that, really is the moral of holes. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you know, if I remember it correctly, it's been a while since I've checked it out. Uh, Hey, he gets to. Anyways, all right. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to try to justify that joke yeah. anymore. Uh, yeah, that one's great. I love. I mean, I think like coming of age in terms of movies, uh, uh, Breaking Away is great. 
love oh, breaking, yeah. away. Oh, well, it's breaking away it's the bicycle uh, race movie where the, the the kid pretends he's like an italian bike racer yeah yeah what and, it's but, yeah so good it's wow. it's all in like indiana it's like very class conscious like they're the cutters like huh. there's the their their teams the cutters are all kids of like uh, quarry people like middle like lower middle class oh scum and sure the, yeah, quarry yeah people yeah. <laughs> people people you, would, people you would relate to probably yeah. uh, as the last time I talked to you you were like I am living in a quarry but yeah, yeah. don't worry about me uh, but no it's like a young uh, Dennis Quaid is great in it huh. and isn't um, the small kid in it isn't he also the kid. Um, I'm blanking on his name. He's great. Uh, it's been too long since I've seen it. Oh God, it's good. It's Max, really Max von Sydow. Paul, yeah. Paul Paul Dooley <laughs> plays the dad. Oh, Paul Dooley, mm. so good there's, in this movie. There's one line that like sticks with me because like it was so, it, it felt like improvised, but I don't know if it was. Which is which is the the announcer at one point talks about the main character like not doing great, but is like, but he's really trying out there. And then very Paul Dooley at one point is like. Even the announcer said he tried. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Oh, Jack Earl Haley is who I'm thinking of. I believe he's oh, also in yeah. it. Because the cutters are great. There's like, it's, and then there's the main person whose name, I, the, the main actor whose name I'm totally blanking yeah. on as well. Should have done some I research. I think he was in My Bodyguard too, or am I mixing him up with another That's, actor? I, you know what? I'm right in front of a computer. Oh, I'm just you are in front of a computer. So let me let me let me get a little more obscure because I was I was trying to think of. Uh, some like coming of age stuff with gals, since since this is um, uh, women, American, please, Justin. <laughs> okay, sorry. well, but these. Oh. Sorry, I just okay. It's Dennis Christopher. Oh, and Daniel Stern is the fourth. Oh, so Daniel Stern's yeah. great. Uh, Hart Bachner's in it. John Ashton rules in it. P.J. Souls. Now you just read nine. It's a great cast. Yeah, yeah. Although P.J. Souls, but, but yeah. click on Dennis Christopher. Is he in My Bodyguard, or am I making that up? We will find out quickly. Oh no, it's Christopher Makepeace from. Uh, from uh, um, oh, uh, uh, the the meatballs. I was oh, gonna say. Meatballs. I yeah, was gonna yeah. say the the Bill Murray uh, camp. Uh, uh-huh. uh. Thank God we're thinking of these things because yeah. is there anything more frustrating than a podcast when someone's trying to think of something and you can't tell them? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's good. I feel like we've really like put a button on these things. Or, it's good. or well, you're, you just or, looked or it up. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. Just or, putting a button yeah. on an Allen. Or, or well, just like yeah, you'd be cheating, like, I think, but be like, this is the modern age. Why are they not sitting near a computer? We're, we're today just, we're yeah. sitting From near a computer. Yeah. Okay. So please, could, uh, but yeah. Anyways, that's oh oh yeah. So ladies, um. Sorry, the ladies. Uh, ladies. Something for the ladies. He also pushed up his glasses. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, you know what? Here, here's one that I haven't seen, but I've heard is great. Is now and then. Oh, which I've is, seen none of Which these. is astonishing because yeah. I love Christina Ricci, especially as oh. like a 14 year old. I should have seen now and then. Obviously, more recently, you got Booksmart. That's kind of like so a great. That one. That's, oh, speaking of that though, super bad. That's a great. Oh, sure. yeah. I mean, not for the ladies, I guess, but you know. Well, Emma Stone is. Well, Emma you can't just say "old lady" is in it. It's but like she's great in it. Like that's she is the, fantastic. That's the yeah. movie that makes Emma Stone and then yeah. Easy A and from the. But uh, um, going uh, fur in there. So I was telling you guys that I I was trying to remember this. I think it's French black and white movie that I saw three years ago at the Alamo Draft House, mm-hmm. and it's about these ladies trying to lose their virginity, and I think they go work at a store for Christmas and they like flirt with boys and. It was really good. I don't remember the name. If anybody listening to this podcast knows mm-hmm. it, uh, message the Skylight Books Twitter and be like, Justin, this is the movie you're thinking of. Because mm-hmm. yeah. uh, Google will, doesn't help. Yeah. We will take joke answers as well. No, that's perfect. <laughs> and, well, and this is different than us not thinking of something and remember, trying to remember it. This, this is, is a call to action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, if you can help Justin, please. Thank you. Uh, but go, continuing Europe, though. Um, have you ever seen Lucas Moodyson's uh, Show Me Love? Yeah, I've seen a is, lot of his movies. Which is like a great, like budding teenage uh, lesbian love story. Mm-hmm. It's funny. It's like touching. It's uh, you know in in its original title, it's called Fucking a Mall. Yeah. A mall is the name of their <laughs> yeah. of their town, and it's basically like these 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 uh, shitty people can't even deal with the fact that two girls are in love. But it's um. But then, yeah, for the U.S., they're like, name it after that Robin song people yeah, you like. Yeah, just take fucking out of that title. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, show me, show me a lot. But that one's great. I second that. That's, that's a great one, too. Um, and there was... His, uh, all his early movies are great. I think he yeah. released, like, a box set not too long ago. Yeah, like Arrow's got one. I, yeah. I, I want to check it out. Speaking of more things we're just going to buy. Yeah. Um, 
There's another Scandinavian one called Turn Me On, Damn It, that's about kind of like this 12-year-old girl uh, sort of like realizing that she has feelings for boys. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, but it's like one of those that, that kind of like, like much more like intensely than Are You There, God, It's Me, Margaret, like is like, you know, 12-year-old girls also like want to masturbate, right? Like, mm-hmm. and which actually it like fits because I watched the Judy Bloom Forever documentary. Oh, how on, was it on the on the Demon site, Amazon Prime? <laughs> um, I really enjoyed it. There was a lot of reviews saying that like, oh, it's too like uh, like not deep enough or whatever. But I actually like Judy Bloom is interviewed the whole film, and I think like she's a really good presence. She's re- really interesting to hear her talk, and she. You know, fantastic glasses too. Yeah, and and like just nice shade. Also has her own bookstore in Florida, which is oh, which cool. is really cool. Like shout out a fellow indie bookstore, but um, she uh, you know she would throw in stuff about like kid like like uh, she has this other book called Dini that is about a girl whose mother wants to be a wants her to be a model, but she has scoliosis, so she's got like this issue with her like her image of herself but then there's also like um just a scene where like to help her go to sleep she's like so i touched myself in my special place and then i was able to fall asleep and it's sort of like deeply sad so it's like but but it's the kind of thing where like all anybody remembers that book for is like oh shit there's masturbation in this book but it's like actually it's not about that but well it pairs masturbation with trauma so that's yeah it's gonna stick in your mind a little (laughs) bit i think but but like that's the thing is that is that she's like um yeah she's like yeah i have two teenage kids like yeah they're gonna be touching themselves to help fall asleep when they're feeling bad or whatever i'm gonna write books um yeah so turn me on damn it that one's i think that's like 10 years ago and then um there was a book I read in in junior high that was given to me by the teacher because I think it I think I like already like Monty Python and stuff at that point it was like you're weird and like British things cool teacher so she handed me this book called The Secret Diary of Adrian Mole age 13 and three quarters by Sue Townsend did you make this up what are you talking about <laughs> I had to I had to look it up before the episode to make sure I got the title sure. right the author right all this <laughs> actually actually apparently it was t- turned into like a six episode BBC series that's on YouTube hmm. but I haven't checked it out yet um, and I remember enjoying it very much but it's also so like set in the early 80s in England there's like references to the Falkland Wars and like wow. Margaret Thatcher and I just remember there being a lot of references to Thatch. kid, kid was very pro Thatcher I imagine <laughs> <laughs> forgotten country <laughs> like Ian Rubbish I, re- <laughs> I remember there was a lot of references to ABBA and I was like I of all the things I don't get I don't what is ABBA so yeah, uh, so based on my vague memories, because <laughs> now I feel like that's the thing that would stand the test of time. Yeah, if yeah. you were to read it now, you'd be like, "Oh, Abba, of course." Because because like he basically they're having like a block party, and he's like, uh, "What are people gonna like?" Uh, uh, and he throws on Abba, and it works. So it always works. That that scene stuck with me as a pop culture nerd, but but yeah. Um, so yeah, I haven't read it in like. 25 plus years but yeah. uh i i think you might enjoy if if you're w- willing for like a real throwback to 1981 england the secret diary of adrian mole age 13 and three quarters and i think i might check out the the bbc show on youtube because that's where it is yeah um good stuff the best streaming service yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah no need for a bbc iplayer on this crap you can just Mm-mm. just hit play on the youtube yeah boom no VPN. That's right. The um, other you kind of uh, were hitting around it. I was going to say Ladybird. I think is also I of course, and is basically kind of in some ways feels like maybe. I mean, obviously, uh, there got it's me. Margaret takes place in 1970, so it's a period piece, and Ladybird like takes place during the Iraq War, so it's a period piece. But it's like almost as if Margaret grew like another four years. You could imagine this being the relationship with her mother now mm. on the other side of puberty, oh, about to sure. graduate. Like, uh, but but that's such a special relationship, and like those two performances at the center by Ronan and um, Metcalf are so good. It's yeah, yeah, Whew. yeah. 
Yeah, uh, that, yeah, that's an obvious. Yeah, seen. I can't believe. Oh, you haven't what seen is, Lady Bird? What is wrong? With it's you? really They're, good, man. Po- really like popular Oscar movies. Just, <laughs> I just bounce right off. I'm just deflected. But you're still gonna see Barbie, right? Oh, absolutely. Okay, good. that thing looks like fucking just delicious trash. And it will. I be, can't wait to watch. <laughs> and it will be sweeping the Oscars. So, <laughs> so, obviously, prepare yourself. Uh, what an upset you, that would you, be. You phony fraud. Um, <laughs> You just say phony. You don't say phony. Oh, I, well, I yeah. add the fraud. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, nice. Yeah. All right. So let's let's get into actual. Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. A very amusing book for three gentlemen in their thirties to their very late thirties. In my case, <laughs> I don't like how you uh, hit very on that, but yeah, it's true. I mean, in my case, it's very. I know. Late I know. 30. I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a very late. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Prestigious late one might say. <laughs> oh, but uh, uh, but yeah, actually, so so you watched it on your own, Tyler. But yes. but Alan and I sat in. But it was a, it was a pretty decent matinee crowd. It was like yeah. it was like couples and like couple people, families, couple families, and yeah. So so it didn't seem so weird that two dudes would just show up to watch. Are you there, God? It's me, yeah. Margaret. Um, but uh, I got yeah. the feeling there was definitely people there that were just like, this is what's playing. Sure, right. But the, the I most seem to enjoy it. Of so. choices to see a movie, yeah. frankly. What's on and starting soon? Yeah, you know nothing about, it and you're like, I don't know, kill two hours. Yeah. Um, but Tyler, can you break down the general plot of this jazz? Yeah, sure. Well, and just to quickly follow up on my theater experience, mm-hmm. yes, Guardians blaring through the walls, lovely, <laughs> bang, boom, raccoon. That shit happened. And I was also in a very small theater at 10:20 at night at the Americana because that was the showtime that I could catch it. Did this to yourself? Did it to myself? Could have seen it at a matinee, I suppose. I was. Uh, in the middle of the theater there were two people ahead of me who would not shut up mm-hmm. <laughs> and then about ten minutes into the movie a group of six walked in and sat in the row behind me and would not shut up mm-hmm. and so there was a true lone sane man quality <laughs> where I was like I can't just approach one of these groups of people like I can't be the only person like if I just I would just literally have to stand up and go shut up <laughs> all of you you maniacs yeah. be quiet and so then you had sit a, back down and watch the rest of the movie falling down moment yeah basically. yeah then yes. you walk to the pier yeah after yeah that, I believe <laughs> yeah dive right in yeah. so there's just no way to finish a movie after doing that to people so I just gritted and bear it yeah. uh, anyways the plot of the book and or film <laughs> are you there God it's me Margaret just quickly wanted to say that and no. tell the Americana no. that that's the worst viewing experience yeah. for a great movie um, so basically it all takes place over I'm so sorry for blowing out the levels <laughs> uh, it, the idea is basically you know we're coming in on Margaret age 12 it's all going to be over the course of one year of her uh, going to 6th grade well she's almost 12 when it begins is right? she almost 12? yeah but she turns 12 in the middle doesn't she? I don't think so sorry sorry does she? Did she has that birthday. I thought she became 12 then. No, that's um, Norman's birthday. Wait, is it her birthday? Yeah, she has a birthday in the middle. Wait, what? It, what, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The whole thing takes place over a oh, school year. Yeah. So Wait, she would have it, a birthday. Oh, right. Wait, is it her But Oh, what if it's a summer birthday? Wait, is it her birthday gift to go to Florida? I think you're right. Yes. Okay, sorry. I compl- yes, I'm, yeah. I'm definitely right. Okay, that's okay. Fine. <laughs> I completely... They, uh, you know, they like, do make it less of a thing that it's a birthday gift in the movie, maybe? It, it just happens. But in the book, it's like more of a bummer that her or, gift Or is it the other way? It's more I think it's more of a thing in the book than less of a thing in the movie. Yeah. Would be my guess, if I remember. Because it's just like, basically, she opens a box and there's like a plane ticket in there. Yeah. Yeah, all right, anyways. Uh, yeah, so so she's a, a like preteen. She's about to go into sixth grade. Uh, she comes back from summer camp, and her parents, they're moving to New Jersey from New York City, which means she's going to be moving away from her grandmother. She's going to be in the suburbs, which is obviously a huge culture shock. Uh, she moves in. She meets a new friend who lives in the neighborhood, and then immediately is sort of brought into like their little secret friend group, which is a lot of fun. And uh, basically, you, know, you just kind of track her whole year, uh, you know, through all the different kind of ups and downs of that. They're like her first boy-girl party, uh, buying a bra, hoping to get her period. And then the thing that I was like completely flabbergasted by, even though it's like clearly in the title, is her like 
religious struggle. Yeah. <laughs> like it was, I felt like the dumbest person being like, oh, right, I guess they put God in the title for a reason. Yeah. And she's yeah. going to balance being her, her Judaism or possible Christianity and it, like her. It yeah. does feel a little weird when those interludes come in. Yeah. It's very, it's very, I mean, I, I loved it. I thought that was a great aspect of the yeah. book, but I was just like, oh, wow, I did not realize. And so, yeah. 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 It's one of those things where you're just like, oh, well, God is clearly like, a thing like a like a framework yeah from from which she can sort of like share her inner thoughts but then yeah. you're like oh but they're but yeah like her struggling with like what religion will i be is yeah. actually part of the point it's like, kind of a but, big part of the movie weirdly overshadowed by desperately wanting to get her period yeah. right become a woman that seems like the actual focus but, but also not not until it isn't not yeah. actually having been a preteen girl i i do have to assume that's probably how a lot of people's priorities were like it's 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 on the list the religion thing but like sure i want to be normal and and get yeah. boobs and and have a period uh which is which they, they kind of mirror each other in that way where it's like oh all my other friends like are it's starting to happen for them mm -hmm. and also this is a thing they don't have to worry about they're either jewish or they're christian or they're catholic or whatever like it's just like right. yeah because it's, it's her she choice she's like in. caught between two worlds yeah which i think is yeah. which is very similar to being caught between being like a child and an adult right yeah. like she is truly like right in the middle of that on the precipice yeah and i think it just like really worked as like i, I was like obviously judy bloom like i had never read any of their other books but having now read this it's like oh there's so much more here than again just like oh there's a stray reference to masturbation or it's about menstruation like, menstruation menstruation <laughs> oh it's, yeah there's so much more brought to it and like if you look at some of our other books it's like there's a boy version basically of this book that's also like very class conscious in a way that like other books but like while also dealing with coming of age stuff which, yeah she has really she has books about bullying she basically like turned her son into the character fudge and there's a funny thing in the Judy Bloom Forever documentary where um, where he talks about how people would date him and be like, oh shit, I'm dating Fudge. And he'd be like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Can't I just be me and not like That's brutal. Fudge. Yeah. Ama amazing Amy from Gone Girl. <laughs> and he did Gone Girl some people. But um, no. Uh, uh, that has a different uh, connotation that way. Um, but but yeah, so basically it's it's over the course of that year and then it like comes to a head like with her grandparents, who she's very close to her dad's mom, who's very Jewish, mm -hmm. and then like her mother whose parents like ostracized her for marrying a Jewish man, which like is very feels very nineteen seventy. Like there was talk about maybe them trying to possibly update the book, but that was like shunned away very quickly because how could you update it? And I feel like that's something that maybe wouldn't have Oh, you could yeah. definitely still do that. You think so? Oh, absolutely. Well, that's that's the way. Do you live in America? That, well, well, but, but that's <laughs> but, sort of but my in, thought. But in New Jersey, probably uh, not so much. Enough. Right, because that was sort of my thought. It's like, is there a world in which Rachel McAdams' character today, if her parents were that religious, ever leaves Ohio to go to New York City and meets a Jewish person? And, and I just want to say, I don't think so. And I just want to well, say, well, Rachel McAdams, absolutely. Well, well yeah, she I just want to say, anywhere I, she is. I thought it was astonishing. Because I think in the movie they just say Ohio, but in the book they specify Toledo, Ohio, oh, the town, baby. the town I am from. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I, yeah, I am one of uh, Toledo's few Jews. Mm -hmm. I can tell you, uh, I didn't really deal with anti-Semitism, but a lot of people being like, "So what's this deal with this Jewish Christmas named Hanukkah?" Like stuff like wow. that. So there's definitely like people not getting it but i don't know but then again you know i'm sure there were even in like uh we'll say the 90s yeah. when i was a kid uh that's not true but that, uh, <laughs> that there was you know people would go home to their parent and be like there's a jewish kid in my class and parent would be like does he have horns i don't know <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> no the parents grew up reading this book and were like <laughs> That he's just like you. He's just <laughs> like everyone else. Exactly. Yes. It doesn't matter what religion he is if he's a nice boy. <laughs> and I'm sure you were. <laughs> I was a nice yeah, boy. Yeah, I'm sure you were. Yeah, I was yeah, a nice yeah, boy. Sure, yeah. sure. Um, so but, it, it all leads to like a confrontation between the grandparents, which is like a big yeah, blow up. And yeah. then pretty much right after that, she gets her period and goes to camp. Yeah, the end. but but also like the blow up between the two families is like, she's Christian, she's Jewish. And, mm -hmm. and her her... Her revelation, which is kind of amazing in both, yeah. is that she's like, you know what? I, I don't believe in God, okay? Especially yeah. if, like, this is what comes of it. 
But then she's still it's like... It's a little different in the book. But then she the still yeah. talks to God, which is like basically her own thing. Yeah. Which is kind of... And it's not even... It it's basically her is, therapy. Yeah, which maybe isn't yeah. even religion. It's But like she yeah. has the God that she talks to, and which is like kind of deep and like yeah. like crazy. I, I mean, the fact that that wasn't the more shocking part, that, that a 12-year-old girl would basically declare herself an atheist yeah. <laughs> as, like, as a thing that would stand out about this book more is kind of crazy uh, to me. But I feel like that's more in the movie, though. In the book, she says, I don't need God. Right. Or something yeah, to that I guess effect. that's But in the true. movie, it's a she's softer, like, I don't even yeah. believe in him. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, I'll, I'll just quickly take this moment to say, uh, I have a Jewish father. I have a Christian mother. <laughs> Oh. wasn't really raised any kind of religion until I was a little older. So this older. really hit home for you. I have a very Jewish grandmother who looked exceptionally Kathy like Bates Kathy level? Bates. Looked <laughs> oh, man. Really? So much like her. And there's a point when she has like her hair dye red, which my grandmother would do. And I think it's when she came back. This happened to me in the book and in the movie. When she came back for the, the confrontation, which actually doesn't happen in the book because the yeah. grandparents leave before that. But when she comes back for the confrontation, she walked up to the door and she said something that sounded so much like my grandmother that I started crying in a way oh, that literally was not like, I can control this. <laughs> it was just a like true sob for a few moments. Just and a I, deep sensory memory. Yeah. I mean, it was just shocking how much she looked like my grandmother. And, uh, you know, I mean, she's not longer with us. So I, it's, it was like very powerful yeah. <laughs> to me. Hey, now, I, I truly deeply related to that part of the storyline yeah. in a way that obviously I, I can't relate to the other I, I don't have just biologically but yeah. uh but this part really hit home for me wow now when you were sobbing in the theater did they stop talking then no to give you a moment of silence no they did not they kept talking <laughs> right over the movie <laughs> this guy's crying man what's going on well yeah. well that, that's interesting because i'll say two things one i definitely got choked up like four or five times and definitely was like hold back don't yeah. cry in front of alan don't you dare cry in front of Alan. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But I would have, I would have socked you for sure. <laughs> but no, I got choked up as well, but especially the, towards the end, man. Yeah, but but the other was I, I actually was astonished by Kathy Bates as a casting choice because she seemed very not Jewish grandmother to me. But mm. apparently, she was a very specific Jewish yeah, grandmother, very specifically on the money. Well, she's I, very Kathy Bates. Yeah, yeah. There's, I mean, there's something she, I cannot remember. I'd have to rewatch it, but I'd cry again. Uh. But there was something she said that was just like truly like out of my grandmother's mouth, and I, I was like in, in a state of shock over it. Uh, the the yeah. the one thing she did that did feel very uh, like Jewish grandmother to me is like when they have the scene where both grandparents are at dinner, is that she grabs a glass of wine and she's like lechayim, and oh, she can yeah. tell that the the Christians are uncomfortable, so she just kind of keeps saying it like a hex, like mm -hmm. lechayim, lechayim, lechayim. Oh, I remember the, the <laughs> hex and guise of a toast. <laughs> that is yeah. very the the moment specifically now I remember is when they go to temple, and she's like. So, my granddaughter. Yeah, here. this is my granddaughter. She's so oh, happy. This yeah. is my granddaughter. Just so you know, this is my granddaughter. That yeah. is, uh, having gone to an assisted living many, many times with my grandmother. It's this is my grandson. This is my. Yeah. Grand, this is Tyler. Yeah, Come yeah. meet my grandson. Like it is. It is. It was on point. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um. So, which was not in the book. So I was like, I kind of appreciated a little bit of a yeah yeah coloring outside the lines there. But yeah. But it was it it was so on the money. I was like, yeah. oh, that's yeah. perfect. No, that I agree. That's culturally pretty. Speaking of that, though, I I like almost every change that the movie has on the book. Yeah. Speaking of like that confrontation, it's like, yeah, why wouldn't you have both groups of grandparents at the same dinner? Because she has like a blowout with each grandparent. It's like the next chapter after that. So it's like, why not merge that together? Yeah, I thought that, that was a really a, great. A choice. lot of sense yeah. to make it a sort of pretty climax. funny scene too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, especially with the line. <laughs> yeah, that was that was very good. Yeah, it was a uh, no. It was really that was a that was a strong choice and, and like definitely yeah. a choice you have to make for the movie because you're right. It's like it's a total anticlimax if they like just miss each other like yeah. they do in the book. Well, the, yeah, the book is just like. Oh, she's got the period, and we're out. Yeah, and I was like, whoa, "Whoa, this is it, huh?" The, 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 <laughs> I feel like there's a few things you could. <laughs> it definitely yeah. leaves things unresolved yeah. in a way that I was like, "Whoa, 1970." Yeah. Like it was a yeah. very like this. The movie takes place in 1970, but it's sort of from a modern, I through a modern lens. But yeah. the book is just like it is night. Like we leave things left. Like Laura Danker never has like a. 
there's never any resolution Not to that. Really, no. That's like, that's what I was gonna say. Is like I think the book leaves you more space to sort of like like create your own inferences, give your own shadings. But the movie, because like yeah, like Laura Danker in the book, it's obvious that she's like the friend that's actually kind of like always gonna tear you down, always gonna be a little shitty, and. You in the Nancy? movie, no, 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 Nancy's. Laura Danker's the more. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, sorry. Yeah, the, I got the name wrong. I'm sorry. Uh, Nancy is, uh, Nancy Wheeler. She's given just a little more, especially in the the performance by the actor. Yeah. It's I like think a, she's phenomenal. A I little more seen. obvious, like front of me energy, and it's just like, you you get the same sort of imperiousness of like how tough it is to like be friends with another twelve year old girl. Yeah. Uh, but like the movie just gooses it just enough so there's just like oh wow well it, the yeah. the movie humanizes all the characters way more than the book does because it's mostly just from Margaret's POV so yeah, we yeah. don't really get an insight into them but it, the Nancy in the movie she's still kind of a terror but like you see that she's just going through the same shit as as Margaret and she's just handling it pretty poorly yeah and taking it out like on her friends because that's I guess how she can control her situation. And I guess it's sort of implied, like, because you also get to spend more time with her mom because we get more time with Margaret's mom, so played by Rachel mom. McAdams. Yeah. So well, like, every we, character in the movie is much cooler than they are well, that's, in the book. Yeah. 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 Like casting like, Benny Softie as the dad. Dude, what a dad! He's great. Because <laughs> like, because like, yeah, I just pictured like a schlubby bald guy in a in a like yeah. a you know like a blue blue button down shirt and tie, yeah. like classic seventies dad. But you get Benny Softy, and then you're like, oh, all right. He's dancing to some records. Yeah, yeah kind, of, this kind of good kind of a, soundtrack. Really good yeah, soundtrack good in the movie, honestly. Kind of a kind of a smooth uh, yeah. Jew dad. Yeah. Um, Even so much with the teacher that's his, it's his first year. In the movie, it's like, what are you talking about? That's the coolest fucking first year no, teacher I've ever agreed. seen in my life. Like yeah. that's what, that's what <laughs> I said to you said to you afterwards, especially yeah. after watching Abbott Elementary. I'm like, if you wanted him to be a more fumbly first year teacher, yeah. like I've seen that performance. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> which I kind of liked in the book where they they're like constantly trying to break him down. I was waiting for like yeah. the the moment where like they all like. Uh, do the chicken sound or whatever, like yeah, and yeah. then just like terrorizing, just the chirping, yeah, yeah the yeah. chirping. But they really don't get into that. But uh, that was very. Or the thing where they don't write their names on their assignments. Yes. and he just has to figure it out. It doesn't even talk about it. That's pretty, that <laughs> that's pretty, pretty great. great. Yeah, yeah. I, that actor is really good. I was like racking my brain, like where I know him from. He's so, in the Grand Tour or Grand Crew. Is that Sorry, yes, yeah, Grand, Grand Crew. Grand Tour. Yeah, so he's, he's I like, had show? just binge that. And yeah. but he doesn't have like that. Isn't beard. Grand Crew like great? It's so funny. Yeah. It's really very funny. <laughs> yeah, and they shoot like it right over. It's just black friends, man. It's great. Yeah, and they go to a wine bar. It's great. It's, it's a fantastic. lot of fun. It's really fun. <laughs> yeah. But he's really good in that show, and but has no beard. And so with him, yeah. like with the big '70s beard, I was like, where do I know this guy? Yeah. And then it was literally his last scene. I was like, Grand Crew, got it. Swish. Everyone then, shut up. And He's then in everyone, crew. everyone shushes you. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, fine, yeah, that was my. Yeah, that's when they got. That me was back. The, that was the moment yeah. the tide turned. Yeah. So but, it, but it was funny because you put it out afterwards that for some reason in the movie, like Margaret has this moment where she's like. You were a great teacher, yeah. and you're like the movie didn't give him a like any adversity to no. have to be a great Not teacher. Really. Like, yeah, <laughs> he just starts great, giving like personalized instructions and help and advice. And then he just ends up still being great at the end. Yeah, honestly, yeah, that's true. But I do like the idea of her. Like the Margaret in the movie is way more thoughtful and yeah, that and caring is, is so good. What's so her like, name? Abby. Um, yes. Yeah, she's really good. Abby go Ryder, R Y D E R, I believe. Go to like, the internet. Uh, the she, thing where she yeah. she tells him he's a great teacher and he's like clearly very touched by it. But also the other change I really liked yeah. is when um, it's her idea for. For her mom to message her parents it's kind of her planting that seed in her oh yeah whereas yeah. in the book she's just kind of mad that it's happening but in the movie she's just like yeah that is kind of messed up that they don't talk to you that's weird and yeah, she's like yeah, yeah you're, you're right that is weird and that gives her the push which to like there is the moment in the book that i was like un unfairly angry with the mother in the book where she's like trying to get margaret to explain to her grandmother why she can't come to see her and I'm like it's your parents coming yeah. lady you get on the phone and tell Jewish Kathy Bates that, that <laughs> which she does in the movie mom, which yeah. she does in the movie and tries to handle it and like also Benny Safdie steps up in the in the yeah. movie to, to call her and they're both like uh Margaret can you do it and I was yeah. like give the 
the parents. Yeah. You're going to force this on a 12-year-old? To, yeah. to be fair, in the book, I think it's Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I don't, oh, sure, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. But in the movie, Kathy Bates. Kathy yeah. Bates, yes. Yeah. So yeah. it's Abby Ryder Fortson yeah. is, plays Margaret. So good. Just like yeah. a great young actor performance. Um, and, I, I was, and all of her friends are great, I too. I was going to say, yeah. the Nancy Wheeler L. Graham, I thought, is, like, tremendous. Yeah. She yeah. nails, like you say, like, someone who's your friend, but just kind yeah. of pushy and, like, Well, a she's your friend as long unfair. as she's better in yeah. her eyes. Yes. And, and, and like, her yeah. breakdown in the bathroom when she does get her period. I was, was like, oh, man. Like, it's very yeah. humanizing for her. Because Truly. you see her, she's just like, I lied, I'm... I'm a broken person, please. Yeah. Oh, it, God. She brings so much to it. Like, she's yeah. so good. Um, yeah, I thought she was really great. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think I think the casting altogether is really good. Um, I um, and, and I think it's kind of similar to what we talked about in the last episode with Sisters Brothers, is like when you cast Rachel McAdams and Benny Safdie you gotta as the parents, more to do. you gotta give them more to do. Yeah. And, um, There's a whole subplot. But, with but yeah, the, but the yeah. thing that's funny, like, because the way I wound up doing is I basically read like half the book, watched the movie with you, and then finished the book. I did the same thing. Is, is realizing that all the seeds of what Rachel McAdams does in the movie is in the book. Yeah. But it's almost like Judy Bloom is intentionally sort of keeping like a little level of like, well, I'm not in my mom's life, yeah. so I only get these little snippets of it. <clears throat> and instead, the movie's like, well, actually, maybe there's a little bit more between Margaret and her mother. Yeah. They have this conversation. We get to see a little bit more of her struggle with like, should I contact my parents after 12 years and yeah. see if they'll take a Christmas card or whatever. Not Christmas because yeah. obviously yeah, they're not religious. Uh, New Year's card, I believe. Is what yeah. They yeah. My uh, my takeaway was that the, the book it feels very much like it's from a young Margaret's point of view, but the movie feels like an adult Margaret looking back at her life mm. and kind of seeing things differently a little bit, yeah. like a little more nuanced. That's what it felt like to me. It felt Wait, like did, was there like a. Post credit scene with where she's like, I'm <laughs> and that's the story of when I got my period. <laughs> Thanks, great, Grandma. Great grandma, why are you telling me this? Yeah, she's 98. She's floating yeah. in a spaceship somewhere because it's 2059. Uh, and also, like her grandchild is like 40 something. It's like, yeah, I didn't. I, know. I had my cool. period years ago. I just wanted to ask for money, Grandma. But okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, you have all those savings bonds from. Uh, but, but like, yeah. but like, yeah, there's such a feeling for the characters. I mean, it's, it, you know, Kelly Freeman Craig, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, also mm. did The Edge of Seventeen, the the more mm. recent one with Woody Harrelson and um, Haley Steinfeld, not the one from, like, the 90s about Stevie Nicks fans. But, yeah, um, and not the Stevie Nicks song. And don't, don't watch the Stevie Nicks song. <laughs> don't, watch, <laughs> don't watch that song. It's not going to be doing There will be no visuals. You're going to see this movie from, like, five years ago. Um, but that also had such a great... Yeah feeling for the characters and like that's honestly I don't remember much of the story of that movie and I didn't rewatch it before this episode but I just remember that feeling of being like oh yeah I feel like I know these people and they're like three dimensional people and and she does a great job of that with this movie too yeah but without like really like adding a ton of plot she's like using what's there in the book yeah. but just like finding those nuances finding those moments maybe goosing the dialogue here and there but like yeah yeah, yeah. And, and I think that I mean also truly like if there is any justice in the world like Rachel McAdams should be up for like best supporting actress for this she's, she's so, so damn good in this she is so good in it yeah. and it's a great story I mean it's like an interesting because again like we don't get a lot of the mother in the book other yeah. than like their interactions and I think they which add is like, a lot yeah kind of just berating her from her point of view right exactly whereas you in just, this she's like man the coolest mom to the point yeah where she's really cool and she's um, trying all the time yeah she always wants to be there to talk to her yeah. but she's like very artsy it, there is like almost in the book like I, this isn't the right way to put it but there's like a layabout quality to her where she's like very comfortable not working and painting yeah. and do, and just like whereas like there's a transition with Rachel McAdams where she gives up working and teaching to be like the suburbs mom to be in the PTA she realizes she doesn't like that she wants to get back to painting and being that teacher yeah. and that's like a beautiful art for her as well I think I think it's funny that you say that because I read more of a subtext of what the movie makes clear which is that she's constantly painting paintings that they have nowhere to put oh, yeah. because like she 
Because because it, the book isn't saying it, but like she doesn't know what to do with herself. So I got I didn't get a layabout vibe. I got the she's having the same crisis that that's in the movie, but it's like much more like you got to read the subtext. But but like I mean, also I hate to do that. But no, I just, <laughs> just tell me. But but it, but again, it could yeah, be because I'd rather I, not. But it could but it could be because I did the thing where I read half book, watched movie, read half book. Because I I feel like there are definitely just like little intimations that like if you're keyed in maybe you pick up a little better but like that like like her describing like like her like her father's crisis and like what do we do with all of your mom's paintings that she keeps painting yeah like we keep giving them to neighbors and like because it's like which which could be just like oh quirky mom stuff but yeah. i sort of was was picking up on the same like well she doesn't know what to do with herself yeah so she's just continuing to but but in the in the movie it's more like she can't paint right she can't paint she's having a hard time painting but like she was an art teacher which they never really say it's never they never say in the book that she's giving up a career or job or anything she's just like happy to be moving to the suburbs to be like with her daughter like to to have the house i don't know it's interesting i mean i did i finished the book uh, before I saw the movie because I'm responsible and uh, so, uh, no uh, but but no so I don't know but maybe that just it, but, uh, like to have a variety of experiences yeah. Yeah, we all have a variety of experiences yeah. look and, we uh, all listen to the, the audio book at the last minute okay that's what we all did I mean, that is what I did and it was great <laughs> after, uh, you, after you said that the audiobook sounds like rogue AI I was like cool sticking to the printed word <laughs> and the gain is like really messed up it's <laughs> like it's kind of wild <laughs> yeah, there's some weirdness to it but uh, but no so I don't know it's interesting I mean, I don't not to say that the mom is unlikable in the book. I think like she's still no. great. It's just that there was definitely a vibe where she's she's a little funnier. She's yeah. a little funnier in the book. Yeah, she's funnier. She's a little quirky in a way that's like she doesn't. And you just don't tap into her emotionally. So yeah. I mean, really, what the book did is put me into Margaret's shoes and being like, "What's this lady doing? What's yeah. her deal?" Well, you know, hey, back your daughter every once in a while. Mm-hmm. But uh, maybe that's just. But in the movie, you get like so much more of the McAdams experience of like, wow, it is a rough transition to be like the yeah. PTA suburban urban mom when you had like this rich inner life and rich like you know interaction with the world that that just gets boiled down to can you cut out a bunch of blue stars for the gymnasium <laughs> yeah. which which is a fun which is a great subplot it's very funny <laughs> the that fire one. hazard yeah everything's a fire that. hazard these days <laughs> yeah um, yeah yeah and the, the yeah the the movie really nails the 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 balance of the drama and comedy which uh James L. Brooks is the producer, as you pointed out, because I was late to the movie. Yeah. Gracie Films has a logo on the film. Logo I haven't seen in decades. Which is what I should have done to the people behind. But, um, <laughs> well, they clearly missed it as well. Yeah, they did. But uh, oh yeah, they were ten minutes late. Yeah, exactly. Um, but <laughs> would have been totally different. But like been early. But like, cl- you know, clearly he's given some notes. Like here's 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 some nice blending of comedy and drama because that's what the man does. I mean. I didn't love How Will You Know or whatever that last movie he made was, but, uh, you know, he's he's got some real champion films, yeah. real, real top top flicks. As a producer and mentor, I think he's doing good work. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We just you got Bottle to... Rocket, you got this, yeah. mm-hmm. you got, yeah. That's all you need. Right? That's all you need. Those yeah. are good. Yeah. Those are perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not look into the ones that didn't work out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, yeah. It's, he was like, from everything I've read, he was like very involved and obviously in like the courting of uh, like Judy Bloom, because this was like always off the table for her. Like she's had yeah. a bunch of other of her works adapted into like TV and movies, but this one she always was like too special. Yeah, and Kelly. It means a lot to many people, so to make a bad movie would be really crushing. Would be disappointing. I, I, I think it's the, maybe the most important. Like because I think it's like very, like based on her own children's experience at that time. So, like so, it's very close to her, and yeah. so she didn't want to have it uh, adapted. And and I guess so. This is something I, I think it's mentioned in the in the doc. But I had just read it. It was essentially like Judy Bloom like will love to answer like fan mail and become like pen pals with people. Oh my god, yes! And, and like eventually oh, wow. for years, and then like go to their college graduations and stuff. But so Kelly Freeman Craig like literally just like cold sent her an email, and Judy Bloom was like, "Oh, Edge of Seventeen was great. Uh, yeah, I mean, sure, if you're like interested." And then her and James L. Brooks were on a plane like two days later <laughs> to, to Key West, the red eye, to be like, "We gotta go talk to her and like tell her we're gonna like do right by it." And but then, yeah. yeah, they pitched it a bunch of places, 
and like a bunch of places wanted them to update it of or course. try to you know can we get an iPhone in there uh, yeah. or something and if, and some skittles they, please some skittles <laughs> so, so they, can they taste the rainbow can in she movie? eat a skittle and get her period yeah. so oh, she becomes uh, a woman after yeah that's the skittles. thing that's funny is there's like tab in it and it's like well nobody's nobody's getting nobody's any money, money off of that, off that yeah. one uh, <laughs> and so and they literally went to Lionsgate and they're like they had a conference room just like decked out in seventies like paraphernalia. And we're like, and they were like, oh, okay, we're home. And also, they really wanted it to go theatrical. However, that I, I will say it's it's like a pretty happy medium. It's a light seventies. Yeah, it's like it's, the seventies. If everything was a okay, well, yeah, it's not beating you over the head with yeah. the fact that it's a period piece, like something like Air, yeah. which is just like everyone's um, playing uh, techno bowl right. video games, and we're talking. I guess about- the idea of her going to like the Rockettes and being jazzed about it is like the most 70s it ever got that's probably yeah yeah, yeah. It's, which it all looks great i mean that's the thing too like yeah. for, for i mean it's like it just looks good like i don't i don't know what the budget was but yeah. like they spent the money to make it look good it's got a good like 70s hue to it too yeah i couldn't quite place it but yeah it had a, it had a good look to it yeah. yeah and i mean like there was a couple moments where i was just like oh that actor didn't want to style their hair 70s but like but it's also funny because if you look at like 50s period pieces made in the 70s there are definitely some actors that are like I'm not doing a yeah. duck, duck tail like just yeah. deal with this so it kind of fit yeah kind of yeah. yeah. suitable yeah uh, <laughs> that's pretty uh, oh yeah when we were talking about it earlier it's like yeah the movie definitely puts a more of a resolute ending on everything I feel like like Laura Danker the girl who's sort of like the object of scorn by everyone yeah. who already hasn't hit puberty I I was yeah. sh- I I assume that that actor was actually like 22 years old because like so the the premise is Laura Danker is is the girl who like developed early. Right. I, and, I thought they got it, Tall Girl from the movie Tall Girl, but no. And and I, in my in my head I just imagined that she was a fairly normal proportion girl who, you know, got boobs early. But the person they cast in the movie looks like a freaking 22 year old yeah, model yeah, yeah just like tall which and makes like, sense that she thinks she's the teacher when she first that's right yeah that's class. true yeah, yeah that is actually but and also room. like you know they you know because of the fact her age is not online i'm assuming oh yeah she's a minor for yeah. sure yeah so that kind of astonishing that they found that and and she gives a very soulful performance yeah, yeah. the and, resolution with her is really i thought very sweet yeah, yeah. she basically was, befriends her right at the end yeah, yeah exactly like actually goes the extra distance to be like i'm gonna like which the book doesn't do which yeah. i think is also like i'm going very, to not only dance with you but in public in public yeah <laughs> indeed yes uh which like the book like which could be maybe considered true to life is like well sure. i don't know if you really piss somebody off maybe they don't want to be your friend later it's but fair. i think like there was a nice like there's a nice moral well, to that. Well, there's that thread of her being, like, ostracized, ostracized, Jesus Christ, ostracized, and that she... One more time. Do it one no, more no, time. no, no, I'm not doing that again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's very tall. Um, where she she's ostrich size. Ostrich size. That's what I was, that's what my brain was trying to do. Uh, God, I forgot my point. <laughs> she, she goes to she's, church with her? Is that what you're thinking? No, they don't it was do just a ton of no. It, it's just in the in the movie. It's very clear that she's she's so on the outside that she doesn't really have friends. Yeah, and so right. and it's, that's in the book as well. But she basically yeah. says, "No, we're going to be friends." Like when they and maybe the, I'm not going to be friends with Nancy. Yeah. We'll see. If she uh, cleans up her act. Uh, I don't know. We'll think about it in seventh right. grade. Maybe. And that again, yeah, puts on a, a like they they kind of put a resolution that where it's like, oh, Nancy's not going to be in the group so yeah I don't know I mean it's like they really like wrap everything up neatly yeah. which I did kind of appreciate in the book that it didn't but for the movie yeah. it makes sense that you kind of want to do that like uh, during that like set piece that's like the boy girl party oh my um, god that boy girl like, party like, like Laura Danker is like the one who's like no one can even like the boys who have a crush on her can't even do anything and the girls don't want to have anything to do it so yeah she's just off to the side yeah but but like yeah as far as that boy girl party the spin the bottle stuff the kid who plays the like dream boat that everyone likes that oh yeah that margaret gets to go to two minutes in the closet i I love i mean i loved in the book the way they're just like slowly but surely they just chip away at this guy until he's like oh yeah he is the worst but he's he's really handsome he's awful he's really handsome but he likes stepping on my feet when we dance he's stepping on my feet he's blowing mustard onto (laughs) ceilings he's making like weird jokes about people it's just like hey margaret i can't kiss you if you keep talking yeah it's like like, jesus Jesus christ this kid which is a 
great. And yeah. and also like the it's in the book, but like in the movie when he pinches her and he's like, "That's a pinch to grow an inch," and yeah. you know where that inch needs to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's like the ooh, fuck, like, I think dude? I think yeah. we both went ooh out loud. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, insult comic. Yeah. yeah. Man. Yeah, it played. I think that read better than it was. Well, in the movie, he plays acting. it like he's purposely trying to be cooler than he is. Yeah, I mean, it just seems kind of ridiculous. Yeah, that's probably. Whereas true. in the book, he's just straight up an asshole. <laughs> I mean, he still is in the movie, but like, it's in a way that's so deeply funny to me. Yeah, yeah. Like his self-conscious coolness just posturing, is, is just yeah. so funny. Yeah. 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 Oh, and you also get more out of the ending with Moose. Like Margaret has a crush, like yeah. a secret crush on the boy. Who, Seems like, like it's maybe trims their lawn. Yeah. yeah, and right in the book, like they have like a standoff, but like nothing really comes of it. I right. feel like, and then in the like just other than she, the sort of like acknowledge me, yeah, which is nice. But then in the and he's end like, of the I movie, do get out of my way. Yeah, I'm cutting yeah, the lawn. right. Which again, also I was like, man, seventies book, man, pretty just, funny. Just, <laughs> dude, they can just leave this thing open. I kind of love that. But in the movie, it's like, oh, we're gonna hang out, and like you can. They also sort of intimate that there are possible reciprocated feelings. Yeah. Throughout, which is which is good, and it's and it there, there's also a nice moment leading into that where um, the parents know that Margaret has a yeah, crush. Like it's yeah, never been brought yeah. up, but the parents know, and they're kind of like, "Oh, uh, do you want to give Moose the money we owe yeah. him?" And it's just like a nice, yes. moment. like like it's the same thing. There's a there's a moment earlier where uh, talking Rachel, about the one at the dinner. I oh, don't know. No. Rachel McAdams and Benny Softy are like he's putting together his lawnmower that's going to cut his hand. Yeah, and then. It necessitate moose doing their lawn but but like where they're you know they just have a nice little couple moment where it's just yeah. like oh manly man putting together the lawnmower huh yeah yeah, yeah very fun i also <laughs> like the fun. the small moment before nancy breaks down at the restaurant where like moose is potentially about to tell her like a deep secret and it's immediately interrupted by Nancy wanting to go to the restroom. Yes, yes. Yeah. That's a good bit. That's a very good bit. <laughs> I love that. Right. And there's that's and then they go to the bathroom and like uh she's like clearly annoyed with Nancy and yeah. Nancy's like, I had three sprites, that's why I have to pee so yeah. bad. And you're like and she's just rolling her eyes on yeah. like, oh, that's, very funny. Oh, that's very, very funny. Yeah. 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 It's just really uh, both very enjoyable books and films. Uh, I think yeah. so, yeah. Yeah. Any any Concluding thoughts before we be voted up. Um, I I was hoping for a uh, lawnmower bloodbath. Like, oh, uh, me too. Like that in scene the book. is so funny in yeah. the book. Yeah, that was pretty great. And but was, he's, he's much... too suave in the movie to just to cut cool. his finger. Oh that my badly, god! I guess. The, the fucking moment where he puts the because they like she sold the furniture in the living room where he just grabs oh. the lawnmower. Puts it in front of the yeah. TV and leans back. This is all I it's need. Like, I love this. I love this. Great. <laughs> yeah. That was fair. I mean, yeah. Oh my god. That that'll that'll become a gift soon. <laughs> I am yeah. sure. Boom. Yeah. No, it's add, great. Add to the lawn chair genre of gifts. So. <laughs> no, he was quite. Yeah, he's really quite lovable. Like it's yeah. it's kind of amazing that the guy between uh, behind Uncut Gems and Good Time is just like I'm a goofy dad. Yeah, having the time of my life. <laughs> it's like lovely. Yeah, you can you can buy me as a slightly unsavory politi- politic politician in uh, licorice pizza, but now I'm a now I'm a lovable dad. Yeah, or like a weird rogue CIA guy in uh, Stars at Noon. Like he kind of oh I haven't he, seen that. It's good. Or a Jedi. Or that. Wait, what? Yeah, I think it's in uh, which one of the Star Wars shows? I think it's uh, oh. oh TV. I think uh. it's the one with Luke. Yeah, it's great, man. Mandalorian. The one with uh, Diego Luna. Oh. oh, he's in Andor? I think he's at the very beginning of Andor, unless I'm confusing oh. my Star Wars shows. Yeah, I've, I've been but told he's just like a random Jedi, you. and you're like, what? <laughs> uh, <that's> <laughs> this guy? <laughs> kind of great. That's kind of great. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking of watching that Andor not. Watching Come it. on. Ay, Come on. Ay, that's, that's terrible. not it's allowed. I don't like it. Jesus. I'm Andor sad. is really good, though. I'm sure it was great. You deserve some punishment for Ay. that. For that one. Yeah. Um, but but yes. To to be fair, I've heard Andor is a splendid show. Yeah, I've just good. not watched it yet. Yeah. I love Tony Gilroy. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. All right. It's like each each through. Oh, this is such a tangent. But uh, <laughs> are you there, Jedi? It's, each, are you there, Force? It's me, Jedi. <laughs> each three episodes, it's like this little self-contained trilogy. Ah, so it's like little yeah. mini stories told throughout the season. It's really good. Anyways. Yeah. yeah. And Tony uh, Gilroy, not a scab. Yeah, so, that's right. He shut it so down. So good. Hell yeah, yeah. We are a oh, proud. I, we are proud union shop. BT Dubs. All that's right, right. Anyhow. Solidarity.
Alright, you got anything else there, Alex? I'm just looking at my notes. random notes. Uh, it was weird to me in the book that she hires someone to cook. Oh, yeah. And I was that, just like, what? That's the thing, though. I, I remember my great aunt had a lady who would, like, co- like, still come in in, like, the 80s. Yeah. So, I could see that. I mean, I, I agree that I don't remember... I don't remember thinking that they had, like, enough of a, like, middle-class vibe that, like... Right. There would still be, like, a lady to come I, I understand up, the but. idea behind it to, like, maybe subconsciously impress your parents. Be like, look, look how, look how well I did without your assistance, that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. But I kind of like the subplot of the movie better where she's just a terrible cook but she's still trying yeah Yeah. i think what's the name of the thing she tries at the end it's like the no fail stew or something no fail pot roast yeah yeah. yeah. that's it yeah and she didn't fail everybody's like oh pretty pretty good good. yeah the retiree from uh florida loved it Uh, (laughs) 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 i I do think that is like a very 70s bit of texture yeah like doesn't like would not track today yeah. and yeah. it's easier to get rid of it than try to like it, contextualize it's, it's it. honestly 100%. not that weird it just maybe it's probably because i saw the movie first and i was mm. like oh this is a different way to take it yeah just felt yeah. like kind of putting that thing in there and not really mining it for comedy she's just like yeah i cooked i'm ready to go but this that, party sucks but that, is, <laughs> but that is the funny thing because i think 50 years ago they would assume like oh yeah yeah of course mom hired a lady to help yeah. at the dinner party or whatever yeah and now it seems ridiculous yeah unless you're hiring like an entire catering staff of 12 for your <laughs> right uh oh I, my other random note <laughs> is uh I, I like the change in the movie of of nancy being the aggressor for turning up the party where it's like in oh, the book yeah. it's all the boys being bullies like we should do this no this is stupid let's do two minutes in the closet or two minutes in heaven and it's Nancy who was like, I've heard of this great new game. It's clearly just her ploy to make out with the... Yeah. 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 That's I kind of like that. It kind of... I don't yeah. know. It, the women have more agency in the movie. Yeah. Or the girls, I guess, uh, than they do in the book. It's kind of... In the book, the, the boys are just clearly like just, just giant bags of garbage at all times. Except for my man, Norman. He's trying his best. Just Everyone hates him. It's no, not his Nor- fault. Norman either Fishbine or Fisher. What a name. They, they, what yeah. a name. I, I, think they, I think they were like, he can't be both fat and Jewish, so let's change it to Fisher. <laughs> sure. yeah. I, yeah, that was truly like, that's, wow. They, that's probably they honestly almost, the reason. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I did that hit my ear weird. I was like, oh, okay. Uh, All right. It's so crushing no in the book where fishbine. he's like, you know, I like you, Margaret. It's like, oh, buddy. No, you don't. Don't say that. And he's like, where can I kiss you? Uh, on the cheek? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, yeah. And he was very respectful of that. Yes. Give him some credit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, that it's true. Yeah. yeah, they do. They did a good job. I mean, again, a good job of that. Again, I'm just like fleshing out all of the friend characters. Because yeah. it is funny. There are moments where like, right, like Nancy's gone. And then you're just, oh, I guess we're just hanging out with Janie this chapter. Don't really know the difference between her and the other girl. <laughs> but yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. glad, you know. That- and Or even something like, like the line, it's in the book. But like making it more have more of a point in the film, where like Nancy's like, so what was it like kissing uh, a handsome kid in the in the closet? And she's like, is like, oh, the kisses were good. It's like, oh, there was multiple kisses. Yeah, there was like five, like five of yeah, them, I yeah, think. Yeah. Which just seemed just seemed like kind of funny in the book. But then in the movie, it has the double thing of like her being too excited yeah. and also pissing Nancy off because Nancy really wanted the yeah. kiss yeah. instead of her. So yeah, which did seem like there was a little bit like, and it's played so well that you could kind of take it both ways. But it's like, is she doing that a little bit to twist the knife? Like they're like I, don't I know. think yeah. so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because okay, yeah. even yeah. if she's not even meaning to on purpose. It's, Something about Nancy is bringing that out. Yes, yeah, yeah. So, Which there's a little glance that, that Nancy that gives when they energy, get chosen yeah. together, and she's just like, oh, "I'm gonna kill myself. This is the worst news." It's it's just yeah. like a brief little moment. I yeah. thought it was oh, so good. Yeah. That actress is so good yeah. in it. I think like I look forward to whatever else she does because she really nails yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying Any to think. Random notes. Yeah, I don't think there was anything like that I loved in the book that didn't get some sort of play in the movie. And I, I agree. I think a lot of the changes and and small additions that the movie makes are all. I think um, they're for the benefit. Yeah, yeah. for the benefit. Um, yeah, I th- this is weirdly probably one of the harder. What's better? Because I think they just. Oh, uh, I think it's easy for me. Okay. Really? Yeah. Okay. Then, wow. the, then let's start with you. Okay. Final mm-hmm. final vote for better than the movie. Alan, did you like the book? I did quite a bit. Did you like the movie? I did. Which is better? The movie, hands down. All right. Wow. I thought it was so good, man. 
Yeah. I mean, it's great. I really enjoyed it. And I love me a little closure, you know? The book, it, it works, you know? But, like, uh, closure will always win out for me. The the writer brain in me, I'm like, yeah, tie up as tie many loose ends as you can, please. Uh, yeah. Are you still thinking? With I, the exception of them not beating down the teacher. Oh, yeah. That's, like, maybe the only thing I kind of wish they had kept Oh, in. that's true. I, but, uh, I do kind of miss the teacher stuff. Everyone right. is just so much more humanized to me in the movie. They're <clears> so, like, you can see their plight. And they're also, even the characters like Nancy, who are like, you know, kind of the antagonists, you still see their, their humanity, you know? They're, they're not all the way evil. And they're not all the way evil in the book, but they're very much more so in the book, because it's from Margaret's point of view. Yeah, it's supposed to be like, um, like intense preteen yeah. emotions, so yeah. Which it still has in the movie, but it's like, yeah, you see where she gets it from. God, there were so many times she started to do the like voiceover, Are You There, God, It's Me, Margaret. We're just her doing that made me go like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> well, I did enjoy in the movie where they kind of have like, it's very quick, and I'm and I'm not saying this in a way, but it's like there's a little bit of like that origin storyitis where like she you have to see her say it for the first time, like think yeah. of her saying it, <laughs> right? Which I was like, okay, I mean that's fine, whatever. Yeah. I, it's cute and it works, and I was like, yeah, that's how she came up with "Are You There, yeah. God? It's Me, Margaret." She's like, God. Uh, me, Margaret. Are you? No, are that's you not there, God. Work. It's me, Margaret. And I was like, Oh, yeah. she did it. Yeah. <laughs> she said it. She said it. <laughs> oh damn! Titular Watch line. Out. That's an Easter egg. I don't she, know if you get that. She, uh, <laughs> she might have even said her last name the first time. Uh, I was like, it's, it's me, Margaret Simon. Oh yeah, yeah. I think she does. Uh, yes, which is yeah. So you know, she shortens it. She, she you know, a lot yeah, of yeah, as, as, it, as it continues, she's like, All right, we got to. It's me, Peggy. We got to rapport. It's your boy, Maggie. What's up, G man? <laughs> um, uh, should I? I yeah, I, I, yeah. Well, I'll let, I'll I think you, they're both really, really good. Yeah. But for me, the movie is easily the, the winner. I'll, I'll I'll let you think because so here's my thought. I also think very close, both excellent, and like one of those things where it's like I almost feel like going on a Judy Bloom binge a little bit. Mm -hmm. Also, because like they're fairly short and whatever. Um, you might learn something. Yeah. Yeah. Get a little empathy for other people. I think that's right. Um, but I I'm going to give the slightest of edges to the book. Mm -hmm. And it might be because I saw Judy Bloom in the Judy Bloom Forever documentary. Yeah. And I just have so much, uh, like, I vibe so much with her just as, like, a creative person. And, like, her text is really the foundation of everything. And Kelly Freeman Craig does an amazing job bringing it to life. I think, I think she found the right adapter. It took 50 years, but yeah, she found yeah. the right adapter. And no slight to either of them. Both are excellent, but I give a slight edge to Judy Bloom. Judy Bloom forever! Sure. Yeah. I, I think, ultimately, that's probably where I land as well. I think it's just, and, I, and it's maybe finishing the book first. Mm -hmm. And I, Why are you looking at me when you say that? Because I, I mean, why am I staring daggers at you? Jesus. Through your, oh, so I'm, oh, yeah, so I'm staring uh, through so I'm the bad guy. The one guy who doesn't want to say, oh, no. I mean, I, it's, the movie's really, really good. And I think yeah. that it does a great job of, like, capturing the spirit of the book and, like, also adding in ways that are very beneficial. Like, I think all the McAdam stuff is dynamite. It's so good. Yeah. Put her in everything and make her a Honestly, mom. yes. She's so great. Like, so... That's all really works, but I, I kind of, I came to really respect once I finished, like, the time between finishing the book and seeing the movie, I was like, I kind of love how messily it ends. I enjoy that there are cliffhangery elements to it, that there are things that just, like, in life don't wrap up neatly, and I kind of had a feeling they would wrap up more neatly in the movie, and they did, and now that that's a bad thing, but I just really appreciated the kind of, like... yeah confidence to do that of like it's a kid's book but like things are just gonna kind of be left unsaid or undone in the way that they are in life yeah, and, I, you know. and I really appreciated that yeah nice alright so once again the book won better yeah. than the movie but yeah. I think I think this is a very close call maybe our fucking closest bullshit man <laughs> <laughs> maybe our closest call also and, and I'll just say quick I think I was just so taken by surprise by the experience of reading the book and how much I personally related to it on a level yeah. that I did not imagine, yeah. and that there was so much more there than you There's would kind of expect. I think it just like I was really taken off guard by that and really charmed in a way that the movie can't because it's I'm seeing it second. Yeah, I agree. I think I think what kept me away from Judy Bloom books as a like an age appropriate reader was just there's like oh I've moved on to adult stuff by now, yeah. not realizing that like 
it's fairly like you know yeah. intelligent yeah. in a way that like speaks to you know an older intelligence and yeah. so old old souls can get into it too yeah closest moment i had to to my to my life is just that brief little interlude where they go to uh, black church oh yeah. in the movie <laughs> she has a great time she's like yeah it was great it's like yeah why aren't you like immediately a methodist now it seems like you had a fantastic time i agree yeah yeah like her tour of all the different churches and then her being like i don't know i didn't really feel you god yeah. it's like i don't know it seems like you felt god at the it black seems church like you really you felt god at black church yeah <laughs> something was moving but all right sure sure keep playing the field i guess yeah. <laughs> um all right well thank you yep. listeners for tuning in uh our next episode next month we are going to have a guest from the two old queens podcast mark rennie is going to be guesting and he has picked for us for a great fun summer read the Stephen King horror story thriller yeah. Misery. So if you want to read with us what we're talking about next next month is Stephen King's book Misery Rob Reiner's film Misery Oh! Some Kathy Bates connection. Yeah, Kathy Bates connection. Kathy Bates. But also where Kathy Bates gets her start. But also mm-hmm. Stephen King, Rob Reiner, Stand by Me. It's true. Classic coming of age. All right, so it's all we're we're just it's all wow. connected. We're just connected yes. circles. Scene yeah. and scene and over and scene. Thanks, God. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Skylight Books podcast series. We hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to check out the book featured in this episode or others, please visit skylightbooks.com. If you're in the Los Angeles area, stop by for one of our live in-person author events. You can find a calendar on our website. If you like this podcast, leave us a review. It really helps us out. Our music is by Duck the Piano Wire. Till next time.